0: Everyone and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend Teresa.
1: How are you, Teresa? Panda, it's the freaking weekend, baby! <laughs> I don't know when
0: this is going to come out, but uh, it will come out on a Friday. So no matter what day people are listening to this, it will be the weekend.
1: But how are you, Panda?
0: i'm doing pretty good i feel like i had like a funny quippy thing to say and then like we had some audio trouble
1: before we started now i don't remember i have a new laptop and my new laptop (gasps) decides to just drop the internet randomly So after the recording of this episode, I'm actually going to reach out to the HP support and see if there's a fluke with this laptop because there's a handful of things that's up with this laptop that I've had only for five days and I'm noticing some interesting things that don't seem right so i'm wondering if i should actually return it and get a replacement model or not so i want to figure out what the fuck is going on so after we record this episode that's what i'm gonna do well jimmy used to work for the uh
0: the geek squad over at best buy so if you if you have any if you want to like run some tech questions some of your problems by jimmy they could maybe see if it's like a fixable problem or if like maybe you just need to like maybe this boy is just
1: bad out the box yeah that's what, so i'm trying to figure out if it's a bad boy out the box because yeah. some weird sometimes stuff is sometimes happening. that happens yeah and like i get it listen not every <laughs> i just said not everybody is made equal thanks teresa <laughs> um sometimes things happen i guess when you're you have a new computer boy and let's be real sometimes people are always not the best with the merchandise that they get into their shitty uh minimum wage retail job so for all i know this box could have been dropped and something is loose but uh, or
0: any of the people who are definitely not being paid enough to ship these units
1: out to exactly uh, retail locations exactly so i think maybe after we record the episode i could always tell you some things and i could get yeah, I, could, I know you know less than jimmy but I well i cannot. Uh, i mean could jimmy's here idea. i could, I could call <laughs> hey him jimbo conference call <laughs> yeah basically i could call him in the room and we can just uh perhaps yeah. uh but we can figure that out later panta yeah. what have you been consuming media wise lately
0: well one thing that i wanted to consume this week but did not um i wanted to watch lovecraft country before we recorded this because you haven't you watched it i have and it's incredibly sexy yeah see and that's why i wanted to watch it because i wanted to talk to my best pal Teresa about it but i did not get around to it so maybe we'll save that for next episode. it's okay
1: uh i've noticed so from what i'm seeing for the trailers for the third episode it's kind of like two episodes is a new story in a way uh, I think it includes all of the same characters, the the but I think it kind of hops around. At least that's what I'm seeing from the trailers. Uh, don't put okay. me there. I mean, I'm not an insider for HBO, so I don't know. But <laughs> the first two episodes, there's definitely some things to think about and to talk about. So if you do watch them, and even if it's just a little text I would love to talk to you about yes, I, them because I have
0: heard that it is so fucking good. And it's I've been really anticipating good. this for a while. I just... It, I just didn't get to it this week.
1: Yeah, and I watch it with my mom and Cork. And Aww. my mom, Cork is just Cork, but my mom is pretty well-read, but sometimes doesn't know random little miserable factoids like I do. So I had to mm-hmm. bring it to her that Lovecraft is incredibly racist. Oh, did you tell her about the cat? I didn't. I didn't. I, I was like, that can be breached later. So
0: <laughs> For the listeners, if you somehow don't know, Google Lovecraft cat and you will very quickly find out it's bad. We're not gonna get into it. Don't
1: don't. It's bad. Um. Don't don't appreciate it. But anything else you've been watching?
0: I actually today what I have real okay. Well, I'll backtrack a little bit. Yes. One thing that I have been watching is the Harley Quinn. Yes, I mentioned this in group chat with you and Annie, but um. I have been watching Miss Harley Quinn and her incredible adventures in the city of Gotham and Harley Quinn fucking slaps. Oh surprisingly it does. I don't like. Slaps.
1: Yeah, I don't really like superhero media, but I did watch the first four episodes uh, when I had a small brunch date, a socially distancing saved brunch date with my two friends in their apartment and I just sat in the opposite side of the room and then heavily <laughs> breathed out of the window the whole entire time as I shoved french toast bake into my mouth but we watched the first four episodes of Harley Quinn and it was surprisingly really good,
0: it I, was have, good. I finished the second season today oh. I watched most of season two yesterday mm-hmm. but I was not strong enough to watch the season finale yesterday so I, I saved understand. that and I watched it today and damn it's just really good and the thing about it is like i want to say i want it to have more seasons Mm -hmm. i think it deserves to have more seasons okay but like if for some reason hbo does not renew this critically acclaimed show like the arc between seasons one and two is like a complete, it's like a good emotional arc. And I feel like even if that's where it had to end, like, would I be upset that there's not more? Yes. But would I be satisfied with like the way that it played out over two seasons? Also, yes, I feel like it kind of it ended on, like, a really good emotional, like, wrap-up of, like, the themes of, like, the character growth that happened over the course of the two seasons, and...
1: That's really tasty. If that has to be where
0: it ends. Like, you know, I... I won't be happy about it, but I'll be okay with it. It doesn't okay. feel like they left too much not figured out. It feels like they really just like they really just did it and like these two seasons are like a complete
1: arc. That's really cool. I I was debating watching more. But now I, I know might that have it's to. not
0: necessarily your thing, but uh-huh. you did like
1: Birds of Prey. I loved Bop. I loved Bop. In this house we love and support Bop. We love and support Bop. I was thinking about rewatching it. I actually want to force my mom to watch it because now it's on demand yes. for free if you have HBO. So I was thinking about making my mom watch it, watch it, watch it on my birthday, perhaps. But I also really want to force my mom to watch eighth grade. So I was thinking about maybe asking her to watch eighth grade with me on my birthday. (laughs) Oh, I feel like eighth
0: grade is going to be more her speed. Definitely. Like, she should see Harley Quinn, especially because I love your mom's reactions to things.
1: No, I mean, uh, watching Birds of Prey with me, not Harley Quinn. Oh, no, no, no. That's what I meant. I, I, okay. I meant birds of prey. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. But um, yeah, I just feel like she would appreciate just the uh, the spirit of it in a way, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I always constantly like, mm, written by a woman, no wonder why it's good. And I was like.
0: <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. Like, She's like, why does that
1: matter? And I was like, yeah, you're going to start noticing it now that I keep pointing it out. It's just like every time time and I mean not to there are tons of times when movies directed by women aren't necessarily good but I tend to find them more realistic at least the female characters here's the
0: thing it's not necessarily true that anything that is like written or directed by a woman is going to be good Mm -hmm. but there is a I cannot deny the fact that there will be so many times when I'm watching something and I'm like, damn, this is really fucking good. And then I look at the writing credits and it's women or the directing credits and it's women. Yes. There, a lot of times when it is a when it is something that is made by women, it sticks out to me as good in a way that just is like on a different level. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that women have to work a bajillion times harder to Mm -hmm. get exactly made. And so like you really only get like the cream of the crop a lot of
1: times when it comes to women making things. Definitely. So the the third season of Aggressive Retsuko came out yesterday.
0: Yes, it did. I have not watched it yet.
1: I won't go into detail because I think it's really rude to give spoilers before like the first week is up, but... Valid. It was... A monkey's paw situation is all I'm going to say. Oh boy. But I also have been listening to Blowback, which is a 10 part podcast series about the Iraq War. And I've been finding it really informative.
0: I did see you mention that. Yeah, I haven't been talking about it a lot, but I
1: have mentioned it once or twice on my locked Twitter account. I think it does a really good job of lining up the events because what the creators did was take specifically only things from popular news websites. And so things like the New York Times, the LA Times, BBC, Newsweeks, Uh, the post, all of that. So it's not like some weird fringe uh, leftist uh, paper or some you know, because sometimes we can get uh, our feelings can get skewed in situations like this. And not to say there's, (laughs) I don't want to go on a rant, but obviously journalism is never truly unbiased like it claims it wants to be. However, these two guys did a really good job of Facing exactly what the facts are, what has been presented, what has been confirmed by multiple sources, so on and so forth. And granted, it is by two white guys, but they have a Iraqi friend that they worked really closely with in this. And uh, I'm finding it really informative. And I mean, I was eight years old when the Iraq War started, so I don't really remember a whole lot about it. So to listen to this podcast has been really insightful for me i have to say i mean if you oh, yeah. want to suffer a little bit i would suggest give it a listen i'm enjoying it as much as you can enjoy something like this yeah and, however in a generation there's always one piece of media that is a tastemaker and for some it's like the iliad and the odyssey other times it's stuff like and Kane. but however in 2019, something came out that probably changed anime forever. Oh boy! And I watched that this weekend. Would you like to know what it is? More than anything in my life, Uma Masume Pretty Derby. I
0: don't. I don't know. <laughs> so sorry, listeners. The media talk is going to go on for a little bit longer than normal because we need to um, talk about
1: this episode. This is just how we are as people. We Sorry, haven't, we didn't have be... an episode last week, so we're catching up, I guess. Yeah.
0: Look, things have been things have been weird recently. So, we can,
1: the extra long episode is fine. Yeah. So, there is a world where girls are born with horse ears and tails. And oh. The soul of a horse enters their body before they are born. Oh. And they are born as horse girls. I have heard of this. And then they inherit the name of the horse. I don't know how they find out the horse's soul's name, but they do. And they are named after the horse. And then they are raised as both girl and horse to be a horse girl. And if you enter the world of horse girl racing... Not only do you basically sprint on a track, but then, if you win the race, you gotta do an idol concert. Oh boy. And Panta... (laughs) It's changed my life! Okay,
0: do you... You you enjoy this? This is a good It was so bad that it was good. Should I watch it?
1: Yes, because then you could talk to me about it. Okay. And so... For you, you Remind are very. Remind me what this is called. Uh, Uma Musume, okay. Pretty Derby. Okay. It's on Crunchyroll. It's thirteen episodes, and I cried like a little bitch the second to last episode. So the oh last episode is technically a, like an epilogue episode, mm-hmm. but the second to last episode, I cried little boohoo baby sobs. <laughs> oh boy. And it is oh my god! It's so you know how Review Starlet is very clearly like. I am clearly in love with my best friend slash roommate. Yes. <laughs> Is that. But with Horsker. Oh <laughs> Lo- I love it. Love to see it. And it's just like, so it's clearly an anime made to sell a gotcha game. And it hits all the same beats that that uh, Love Live does, that Bang Dream does. I know Revue Starlet was originally a stage show, but it's all it's basically the same plot just like as review starlight and i'm obsessed with like it is i watched it within like 4 days which is like unheard of for me because i don't have the stamina to watch anime anymore however these horses these horses have changed me well, that's how i was
0: in 2011 it's yeah yeah <laughs> like please it's i
1: if you don't get
0: that reference I'm talking about the fact that I used to be in the My Little Pony fandom
1: instead of cleats they wear sneakers with horseshoes on them oh no oh it's so cute and they all really like carrots and they all kick people
0: (laughs) move over cat girls it's year of the horse girl
1: so much and I, I love it. I really, I like. I just, it's like all I want to talk about. Like I tweet about it constantly on my private Twitter. But the that's like me holding it in. Like I just want to keep talking about it. Do I care about any of the characters specifically? No. But do I just love the concept of this? Yes. Yes. And then they perform. They do all this running and all the sprinting, and then they perform a concert after this. I good luck like i you wouldn't even be able to get like an enthusiastic high out of me for the next 48 hours after sprinting a fucking horse marathon like i'm gripped i am gripped by the world building of the series because like for instance like i was saying how do you know what you're supposed to name your horse child after giving birth to this combination of girl soul and horse soul and there's no horse boys by the way it's only horse girls and to boot the main character's parents are lesbians her mom tragically died giving horse birth to her horse daughter and then was raised by her human wife
0: well you've effectively <laughs> sold me on horse girl anime so congratulations Teresa.
1: please watch it it is so bad <laughs>
0: you another thing that i've been watching yeah. that i will say i guess is maybe one of the last things to wrap us up on what we've been watching lately mm-hmm. is um are you familiar with infinity train
1: i am i think i watched the pilot when it first came I out bet but you i have you not did.
0: touched it since baby
1: okay well fu-
0: one infinity train slaps like i've been told just- Like, point blank, Infinity Train slaps. Infinity Train Season 2 is a thing that I watch today. All of today. And it also slaps in a different way. And you know, like Season 2 of Infinity Train said trans mask rights. Really? And look, I'm not going to say that the main character is to me very clearly trans mask like maybe like either like non-binary or trans mask somewhere in the like gender fuck (laughs) space Mm -hmm. but like i'm not gonna give too much away because if You haven't watched Infinity Train listeners, you should definitely check it out. But like the main character of Infinity Train starts off by like shaving off all their hair and donning like more masculine clothing, I would say, than was than they previously owned, and then like takes on a generic initial as a name. And then at the end of the season takes on a noun as a name. Damn.
1: That's, that's a trans person right there.
0: And and like a lot of the like plot has to do with the, the main character, because one thing that's great about infinity train is that it has a different main character in each season. Oh, interesting. Like, the the character of season 2 is related to the main character of season 1 like okay. and I don't mean relation related like family but like okay. like they they there is like a connection there okay season 2 is about like this character wanting to forge their own identity and mm-hmm. the fact that like Previously, they had been put into, like, a role that was not a good fit for them, and then they broke out of that, and that made them a criminal among the eyes of, like, the people in the world they came from. Wow. And so, like, they're constantly on the run from the police, and then, like they end up killing a cop and like in the story it is unequivocally po- like shown as like a morally good action for them to have done so wow it's not like a, it's not like, a I, like a traditionally like it's not like a, a a person in a cop uniform. No, but, but like, I, I get it's, what you're, a it's a
1: person of authority.
0: It's a person who is quite literally like a cop who is after them for breaking the law of the world, which is that they want to be different than the role they're supposed to be assigned wow. through society, and
1: uh, it's just like it's really good, man. Interesting. Not to go on a tangent, but have you ever read the Apparat series?
0: oh i read the begin i read like the first half of the first book and i think i just like it was one of those things where i was like 17 and i just put it down and i just like ended up Never getting distracted back up. and not picking it back up
1: um that gives me mega aberrat vibes for people who don't know what it is it is made by the guy who directed hellraiser clive barker
0: Well, and And, he, like, came up with the whole Hellraiser concept, didn't he? Yeah, he he
1: did. He's he's responsible for Hellraiser as a whole. Yeah. And it is about this girl who is transported to an alternative dimension. It's not even an alternative universe, if you will. And it is very much so, like, a a you-are-a-chosen-one story. However, what really got me about that world is just how well it was described and what vibes it gave off and what you're describing very much so gives me the same vibes. And when I was 14, I was passionately into Aberat and I only read the first two books because by the time the third book came out, I was like in college and yeah, I kind of lost steam and there was supposed to be five books. And by the time the third book came out, like a lot of the illustrations were reused and I just was really disappointed. So I never yeah. touched it. And a friend who also was into them, was like yeah it's not that good like it majorly drops off but the first book had such a wonderful experience it's really unfortunate because I don't know where my first book copy is I think a friend borrowed it I think he might still have it if I ask him probably (laughs) but it's such a rich world building experience and I also think the main character cuts off all of her hair in the second book and oh yeah of dons a new lifestyle if I recall correctly I mean it's been over 10 years since I've read them but they really affected me in a certain way when it comes to storytelling and visuals and stuff like that so I feel like you might really dig them unfortunately I don't think there are any professional audiobooks of it but your chances are there's probably somebody who has done it actually no that's a lie there is a professional version of it the only reason why i got that confused was because a friend didn't like the narrator's voice and i jokingly was like i will just read it all over for you for christmas and then i just never did (laughs) (laughs) but it does exist it's really good and you should give them a read or listen if your brain will let you hell yeah can this just be a media bullshit episode (laughs) Um,
0: that depends. Do you have a podcast idea?
1: I do, but I don't know if it's good. Well, let's let's float a podcast
0: idea, okay? Because it had like it'll have been a a little bit, I guess. Fair. Whenever this is listened to, yeah,
1: sure. So, I guess I'm, you know what I'm going to go with this theme. So, I want there to be a podcast about movies with musicians as either like the director or the lead actor or actress in it or something like that Mm -hmm. because I am fascinated by what singers specifically will do to get into their acting career and usually they're awful awful movies and I'm talking anything from, like, Britney Spears and Crossroads to, like, Idlewild, which is made by Outkast. I mean, Wild Wild West, when Will Smith was still kind of straddling between actor and rapper. Purple Rain. Purple Rain, yeah. I mean, The Man Who Fell From Earth. Like, all that. There's so many. You could even do, oh my god, what's that movie with Mariah Carey in it? Glitter? Shimmer? Some shit like that. Um, I think
0: it, it is like glitter or something. Something.
1: Something awful like that.
0: Uh, I had like some gay friends like gay dude friends in high mm. school that were like obsessed with this movie. <laughs> That's
1: so bad. I remember seeing a poster for it when it was in the theaters and being like
0: It is glitter.
1: Don't want this. It's <laughs> like even my like seven year old brain was like mm, no. <laughs> no. No no. <laughs> and I mean like I don't want to make fun of JLo, lo but J-Lo always ends up picking, like, the worst movies to be in, like, Made in Manhattan. Hello. Monster-in-Law. Monster-in-Law. I heard Hustlers was good, but also the way that the uh, – I don't want to say – the dancers were treated on that set made me like nauseous so oh I, yeah uh, a yeah lot of, i
0: also heard hustlers was really good and i had been looking forward to eventually yeah. getting around to
1: watching it and that's what stopped me from watching it was because the cast and crew basically took over the strip club that they were using and ooh they did not pay the dancers to show them like any of their moves like they just basically were like well you guys got to move like we're using this space now to record our movie and they're like what the fuck this is like our livelihood and they're like well too bad get another job and they're like we can't get another job because we're contracted oh. to this studio like it was one of those kinds of situations and on flight yeah sucks. i don't know how deep it goes but it clearly was not good and it clearly was one of those situations where like I think even JLo, like did like a surprise dance night one night, and all the dancers are like, "I, I need to make money, like move." Yeah, and I know, I know there's been, one of those situations.
0: I know there's been some discourse about like celebrities co-opting mm-hmm. stripper and sex work. Mm-hmm. I mean, now right now with the whole Bella Thorne aesthetic. thing that's going on,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I know some important. people were not happy with like a recent thing that FK Twigs did. Yeah. That's, I, I think. I, I don't really know. I, I, I've only I know heard like a little bit about mm-hmm. any of this stuff.
1: Yeah. So we could talk about this later. But yeah. I feel like there are, there's this whole vein of movies. And there's like a very big difference between docu- like uh, documentaries as well. Like I guess if you want to Do an episode on the Justin Bieber documentary or whatever the hell, or the Katy Perry documentary or whatever, or even the Lady Gaga one. You can, but I'm talking about specifically movies where musicians act in it. And I am so. Are there any good movies that are by musicians? Like,
0: I don't know.
1: So, first of all, I this has been like something that's been brewing in the back of my mind because for the longest time I wanted to write about what's the deal with musicians making Westerns. Because like I was saying, Wild Wild West, Big Money Rustlers which is a insane clown posse movie, and Idlewild. And all three of these are like in a sort of quasi Wild West setting. And I've never seen any of those <laughs> movies, but I'm really... Why does this appeal to you, you know? And I know for sometimes it's a paycheck, but, like, in the case of Big Money Rustlers, like, it was made... Is it Rustlers or Hustlers? I don't even fucking know. Uh, big Money um, Hustlers? Uh, Rustlers, with oh. L-A-S. Ah. It is a 2005... It's a 2010 movie. And, I mean, good old Mr... Violin J wrote the whole movie. <laughs> like, I... It it's there, you know? And Idlewild was 100%, I think, was in fact written by Outcast because I think it was originally uh, a concept album.
0: Well, there's also, like, didn't Elvis Presley star in a bunch of movies? Yeah, and Elvis like, Presley,
1: yeah, in a ton of movies. Like, The
0: Beatles and, like, Barbra Streisand have mm-hmm. made So, movies. like, with Yellow
1: Submarine and stuff like that, and I'm just yeah. like... Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking of stuff that's more like Madonna. 20th yeah, like there, I'm. I want to know about music. Oh, and how could happening. we fucking, how could we forget
0: the crown jewel of this genre, The Labyrinth, starring David Bowie?
1: Like, oh my God. I have a vendetta against Labyrinth. So. I
0: actually, full disclosure, have not seen the entirety of The Labyrinth. It Fair. was something that I like had a friend that was really obsessed with as a kid and like we watched some of it but i think like it was like a sleepover situation so yeah. like you know like you get distracted you get started doing other shit mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. yeah i've never i've never seen all of i the mean Labyrinth. you could
1: have like a three i mean a star is born is like the perfect thing to look this at with because like an uh, eight mile okay, shut up <laughs> eight, eight, eight miles, miles it counts it does. it does, which makes it, it counts <laughs> um like for instance with a star is born that movie has been made four times or is it three i think it's fuck how many times i know it's bad? at least 3 it is at least 3 so it how could many? be 4 how many versions? How many versions of a star is born? How many versions of a star is born has been made? It was originally made. It's been made four fucking times. In 1937 with Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. In 1954 with Judy Garland and James Mason. In 1976 with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. And then in 2018 with Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And. We don't need this.
0: What about like, um? What about that? Wasn't Bjork in a movie
1: with Laura Bjork, von Trier? Is, Bjork is about to be in another movie though because oh, I was worm? losing it over her fucking headshot the other day. Oh, yeah,
0: I know that she was in a Lars von Trier movie and they had like a really bad experience and it really oh. fucked her over, which oh. does not surprise me because Lars von Trier can fucking suck it
1: yeah she's actually gonna be in the northman good old robert egger's next movie york is gonna be in it and um but then you gotta ask yourself actors for instance like jared leto and how i mean he technically started off with 30 seconds to mars didn't he i mean yeah i
0: actually i heard of jared leto in the band 30 seconds to mars before
1: i ever knew he was an actor interesting so apparently he was an actor first before he was a musician i didn't know that bitch (laughs) and i mean like does jared leto count because i always knew him as the lead vocalist of 30 seconds to mars before i ever knew him as an actor yeah me too but clearly he was an actor first before he was a musician. But also, like, fuck him. I hate Jared Leto, you know? Bitch. That's the official stance of this podcast, is fuck Jared Leto. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, I did recently watch Requiem for a Dream for the first time, like, last month, but hate his ass.
0: Look, I am... I I have been, in the past, a proponent of Requiem for a Dream, if only because I like to make other people watch it because it's fucking intense and insane
1: within one like within 24 hours i watched requiem of a dream and silence of the lambs for the first time in my life yeah it was uh, an emotional roller coaster and i was supposed to also watch jaws that same weekend and then that didn't happen cuz i've also never have seen jaws so it's it's this really funny cuz i
0: also i think watched like silence of the lambs and requiem for a dream within not like back to back but within like a short period of time when i was in high school
1: that's how it be sometimes you just got to give yourself the movie education yeah well do we have a name for this podcast band
0: um
1: Hmm. I was perhaps thinking "film reel" on the note staff, but that's a mouthful. It is, but I kind of like it, and I feel like it gives a an answer to what it is, though. You know, because sometimes I'll hear names for podcasts, I'm like, "What the fuck is this about?" So that's my idea, but I don't, I don't have a pun this time around, unfortunately. Maybe, maybe you could do a play on music and lyrics, like you know that is another movie. I mean, Jack. You could even talk about like Jack Black and how oh yeah, he's technically a musician because he plays like in every single movie he's in. And I I don't consider like Tenacious D a real band, but I've actually that's another thing I've I've never seen Tenacious D. I've seen Tenacious D, but it has been a very
0: long time.
1: Yeah. It's just. It's just a lot of musicians that are in movies that shouldn't be <laughs> in movies you know
0: yeah and because like a lot of times they're vanity projects right. and that like brings a whole host of like mm-hmm, interesting mm-hmm. to yeah. the and to then the I feel like
1: some bonus episodes could be where uh like for instance I was I just recently watched a video on biopics for musicians and how awful they usually are And for instance, the Lifetime uh, Aaliyah Movie and was
0: the, was the video that you watched? Did it happen to be about the Aaliyah documentary or the Aaliyah movie
1: and the Britney Spears? Movie? Yes, it was because I watched I, that
0: very same video. I
1: really like that YouTuber, <laughs> they're really good. Um,
0: um I don't is it, like Yara Zod or something here. Let me
1: look it up. What I, is don't I don't remember, it's not somebody program.
0: that I normally watch, but that has come in my recommended. It's because
1: I sent you because they're the same one who did the holes industrial that's uh, it yeah i also version. watched that one yeah it's a good video guys yeah yeah, Yara yeah that's it oh my God, i accidentally turned it on i find their videos really good so with that i've only watched those two but i liked them so okay, highly recommend part. yes highly recommend i guess we don't have any other name ideas for this podcast <laughs> uh, no i tried to think of one it's okay we don't have brains it's fine
0: Since we're, I guess, towards what should be the end of the episode, we could enter uh, the Good Vibe Zone. Hell yeah. Teresa? The Good Vibe Zone is a place where we come to make sure that we've ended our, our podcast, our session here, with... With some uplifting notes, with some things that made us happy, and Teresa, I would love to know about something that made you happy recently.
1: Moon Remix RPG came out this
0: week. I don't know what Moon is, and I see people talk about it on the internet, but I don't know what it is.
1: It's an anti-RPG. The whole point is that you- What does that mean? So you don't fight. So you know how like in Undertale, you're passive the whole entire time? I mean, unless you choose to fight. Yeah, unless you choose to fight. However, in this game, there is no option to fight. You are completely passive, and you actually win the game by collecting love and bringing love forth. So you actually follow around the quote-unquote main character of the game while you essentially are his shadow and actively figure out what makes the townspeople of the town happy while he's off doing all of his like big beefy beat-em-up shit to save the town. But you, in turn take care of the NPCs while he takes care of the world. Oh. And it's really charming. The music is really good. And it's really funny. And it's been a really long time cult classic PS1 game, but it's never been brought to the States. So it was ported to Switch and was released on the 27th. And it's been something that people have been waiting for for the past 15 years and holds like the same amount of prestige to a lot of people as like vib ribbon did for a really long time or um oh my gosh what's the other one i'm thinking of uh let me double check before i say this wrong miserna falls which is a another ps1 game Hmm. that's actually inspired by twin peaks so there's like all these playstation one games that people really really care about and fan bases have like really pushed for proper bringing to the united states and moon was one of them and it was successfully brought here and i died unfortunately because it is a real-time game so if you pause it for two hours because your boss walks into the office which is what i did i ended up dying (laughs) so and i didn't have a save at the time so i have to unfortunately start from the beginning all over again but i'm really happy that it's out and also it's the weekend and I'm going to the beach this weekend and I'm really, really happy. About oh, that's that. nice. Be safe. Thank you. What about you, Pand? What good vibes can you bring?
0: Something that has made me really happy this week is I at the risk of this just being like media talk part two. It um is. Jimmy and I watched the Netflix documentary High Score. Oh, how was that?
1: It's really
0: fucking good, Teresa. Nice. Like, not only does it do, like, a really good job of, like, going through some, like, historical moments in, like, video game history and, like, the development of certain landmark games. It's also really inclusive. Okay. And I feel like in the process of making this documentary, they they tried really hard to not only, like, go through game history, like, video game history, but also, like, show how people who are not, like, white, cis, hetero men have been part of the experience of, like, the gaming world. from the beginning
1: oh my god that's actually really great
0: like one of the first people that they mention in like like 10 minutes into the first episode one of the first people that they like feature is a it's someone who won like a space invaders tournament like back when this was like the first time that they had ever done a space invaders tournament and she's a trans woman fuck Yeah, like they're really, you know, like they 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 show her dead name on screen a couple of times, which I don't, you know, I don't I don't know if like she was okay with that or and like said like I I don't know the the process behind Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. like because mostly when they showed it, it was in like showing stuff from the time that the competition happened before she was out like because she was like like a preteen when this happened Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: like it, it it like one of the other people that they feature in games is like a guy who like basically made it his mission to get into the like staff for making madden games because he wanted to include black people in football games because, like, the NFL was majority black players at the time. But in the video games, it was all white because of, like, the graphical constraints at the time. Wow. And so, like, he, when he, like, he put work into getting a job, like, working for the Madden games. And his, like, whole goal was to get black people into Madden games. And he's also, like, a gay dude. and Fuck yeah. Like, it, That's just, so cool. Like, It feels like through every step of the process, they put work into highlighting like the unsung heroes of gaming history and showing how diverse the history of video games has been from the beginning.
1: That's wonderful. Oh my gosh, you know,
0: in in a way that is really like there, it doesn't feel like that's what they're it doesn't feel like that was like, oh, we're setting out to make a a documentary about gaming being diverse. It's just we're setting out to make a a documentary about the history of gaming and also featuring a bunch of diversity.
1: Like, let's be real, gaming has always been for everybody. The yeah. way that the like unfortunately they the way that so development women, works. too. Yeah, like, not like.
0: A, they could have featured more women, probably. Mm-hmm. But, like, they, like, featured several women who were involved in this stuff, too.
1: Yeah. Did you... Wa- uh, did you... There was an article recently that came out about the women who made the first Barbie Windows 98 game. Ooh, no. And I don't think I'm
0: familiar with this.
1: I... Oh, my gosh. It was such a great article. This... uh This... F- woman who's a game developer wrote it and she said it was super insightful she learned so much about it she gained so much respect for all of these women and stuff oh no. like that and half of them aren't even game devs they just ended up being at the right place in the right time type deal and it was a su- such a good read and speaking of other good vibe zone things not to be media talk part two again but i watched the defunct land documentary that came out last week and talk about how great it is to see someone who is technically a YouTuber continue to grow to the point where he makes a full entire legitimate documentary. It was such a wonderful (laughs) experience and I really enjoyed watching it I have to say.
0: All right we got interrupted. In the good vibe zone because T's got a new computer and it decided it hates us. But if you would like to follow this show on Twitter, you can do that at Fresh Pod Market. And if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Pandanata. If you'd like to check out other things I do in the world of podcasting, you could check out Imagine Me and Yurikuma, and Imagine Me and the podcast where we cover Yurikuma Arashi, the anime by. Kunihiko Ikahara, and also uh, Puella Magi, Modica MagiCast, where since the co-hosts are uh, having internet troubles of their own, I have had to step in so that Amanda and I can tackle a Modica creator-adjacent visual novel called Saya no Utsa. We have not started it yet, but uh, that's gonna be experience that we are going through together. And uh, Teresa, where can people
1: find you online? You can follow me at Vicuna, V-I-C-U-N-A-D. That is my personal Twitter. You could also find me on Authors Note Podcast. Yeah don't like don't listen. We finally released our first episode. So if you want to listen you can- you could find us on all your fun podcast sites such as uh, Spotify and Stitcher and all of those. You could also I follow- use Podcast Addict. There we go. Uh, so you can follow us there at Fresh Pod Market. Also, by the time that this is probably up, it'll already be up, but I will be a guest on Playing Dress Up, a p- cosplay podcast. Woo! Soon. I'm recording it on Monday, so... Keep your eyes peeled for that. Joe is super funny and super insightful and super sweet. So if you are a cosplayer and enjoy hearing about cosplay and enjoy hearing me talk for hours on end, check out playing dress up with Joe's, what is Joe's name? with joe (laughs) (laughs) you could also find us on tumblr which that doesn't exist which is fresh podcast market and you can send your ideas to us both via twitter dm or email which is fresh podcast market at gmail dot com and if you would like to
0: support the show you could do that on our ko-fi that's ko-fi.com slash fresh podcast market or also uh there is a patreon that is associated with my other podcast and because it supports me it also supports this podcast so uh there's some cool revolutionary girl uchina theme merchandise you can get over there but um one day we will make bass pins so
1: that listen cow nanami pin farm is so fucking good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, they
0: are. They are very cute. When but did they come I, home? I one day I would love to to make a, a bass pin to forge her image in enamel and metal.
1: <laughs> That'd be incredibly good.
0: That is how you can support the show. And if you liked our theme song, that was called to Sunset by Hopefully Not Bad Lib on SoundCloud.com. That is our producer Jimmy at Jimothy Jam, as previously mentioned my wife um and that's it for this show thank you for joining
1: me at the fresh podcast market Teresa. thanks for joining me at the fresh podcast market panda (laughs) everyone it's time to fix your fucking computer have a good one